What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 138 of Land Parties from the Las Vegas Review Journal. This episode is brought to you by Blue Wire. I am your host, Lucas Agan, and joining me, as always, is my amazing co-host, Ryan Smith. Ryan, how was your long Labor Day weekend in this scorching Vegas heat? Yo, you know, I don't even know that I went outside, to be honest. I'm pretty sure I just stayed inside in the AC. It was fantastic. We cleaned house. We we didn't do much of anything. It, I absolutely needed it. Uh, I did play some some uh, games. I, I actually got on Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, again, it's been a while since I had played it, so I, I was kind of messing around with that, which we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, here in a little bit. But all in all, it was a solid weekend. It was just nice to be able to relax, grilled up some ribs last night and had that extra day as well. So it was uh, it was good. No complaints on my end. What about your weekend, brother? How was it, man? Yeah, it was good. You know, it, it was one of those weekends that was so hot that it just made you feel lazy <laughs> no matter how hard yeah. you tried. Uh, but you know what? We did some grilling yesterday, had had a nice relaxing time, uh, played a little bit more TMNT. Um, nice. Yeah, just just didn't do much of anything it's it was just one of those weekends it was nice to have a long weekend and just kind of relax but enough about us we are very excited and honored to be joined by a special guest this week she is the ceo of talofa games who mixes fitness and gaming into a very fun and an important uh combination there jenny Welcome to the show. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm doing really great. Um, I actually had a very different weekend experience. I decided that the heat was the best weather to go on a long nine-mile run-in, so that's how I spent my Saturday morning. <laughs> I, I feel like this is trying, drawing a very clear distinction between uh, somebody who's very fitness-focused and, and determined, <laughs> and then there's Ryan and myself. <laughs> oh, I feel called out. <laughs> But you know what? Hopefully, we're going to talk about the uh, uh, the game that you guys are working on here, Run Legend, soon. But uh, maybe that helps me, uh, gives me a little inspiration and, and gets me out and moving and whatnot. So uh, we're really excited to have you on, Jenny. Thank you so much. Before we, we get down to it, though, let's talk about some news. We just found out, and I think we've talked about this here a while ago, uh, but we talked about Game Pass possibly getting a family share option and all that good stuff and and we've gotten a little more we know that they were testing it uh at first in colombia and i uh i want to say ireland is where they're testing it out uh this kind of leaked out and and people saw what the pricing was and whatnot so this i think is absolutely huge again microsoft making these strong moves really trying to get people into their ecosystem so essentially uh, an ultimate pass for game pass a single player one is 15.99 it gives you both pc gives you uh um the console as well uh for an extra and they're saying anywhere between $20 to $25 is looking like what that family share plan is going to be now what that means is you can then share one account have one subscription and share that one account with five other people so essentially based off of of the the one account five other people including yourself will be able to play off of this one account which i think is huge especially if you have family uh if you have friends you know you're talking i mean you get five people that's uh you know you're gonna be you're not gonna be paying you're paying what five dollars a month 
um, for this service. So I think that's huge. There is a little bit of a catch, though. Uh, number one, the 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 main subscriber you have to live in the same country as the main subscriber for this to be for you to be able to utilize this uh, is, is number one. Number two, if you do have more people, I don't know what that service looks like. Then, if you can get kicked off, possibly, you know, I I I, I don't know, or if you have to wait turns for other people to to go on and and do the thing i i just don't know what that looks like yet but this is really exciting i, I think this is absolutely huge uh for microsoft and what they're doing especially in a time where you've got like netflixes and things like that going and saying hey we're trying to curb people sharing passwords microsoft said hey, hey Come on in for a little extra. You can share with your friends. You can share with your family. We we want you here playing our games. I think this is a huge move. There's no concrete date as of yet uh, to when this is coming out. But man, Game Pass just keeps getting better and better. Lucas, I want to know your thoughts on this, man. Yeah, uh, all for this move, uh, especially like like you said, if, if you're part of a family, uh, these subscription costs can quickly skyrocket. Uh, so, you know, if you had, you know, a couple kids, uh, instead of having to pay something that, that can easily top 60, 70, 80 bucks a month, uh, you mm-hmm. can have your household just be on the same account. And it, it's nice to be able to share that. Uh, I'm sure as a parent, it probably helps you be able to keep tabs a little easier on what uh, kids are playing. Um, and mm-hmm. I would imagine that there's going to be some sort of potential parental controls too that that can help uh, based on the ages of the other people on, on the, uh, the plan. Uh, so, it, it, it's very consumer friendly. You got to love it. Uh, helps, you know, make it more palatable if you are part of a, a larger household that you all don't need to have your own separate account and, and watch those costs rise. So I'm all for this move. Uh, Microsoft's been very consumer friendly, especially this generation. And, and uh, yeah, you got to love it. You got to love to see decisions like this. Makes it easier for everybody to, to play, which is what they want. Yeah, exactly. Jenny, is this something, do you do you mess around with Xbox at all, or have you ever owned a console? Yeah, I actually got to work a little bit on the PS4 back when I interned at PlayStation, so nice. that's the one that I, I'm the most familiar with inside and out, but I, I've i also played uh, with the Game Pass, so I, I like Game Passes. I think I'm a very, I love to experiment with different games, so that's how I usually play. Like I play a little bit, an hour of each game, kind of jump around. So this is perfect for me. Is this something that you would consider do like getting, like maybe sharing like with your family or or friends? Yeah, I already share all my subscriptions with my family. So <laughs> this is perhaps the the more correct way to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, it, it's it's legit. I mean, it, it. I'm just I'm I'm it's just hard for me to like Microsoft just keeps making these moves. Uh, and again, we, we still don't know exactly. This is just speculation based off the beta, uh, that's coming from Columbia and Ireland. So who knows what can change, but I mean, I mean, you get EA play, you get all the games that they're dropping, you get to share it with other people. It's going to be a lot cheaper doing that again. And, and you don't even have to have a console. Do you have a PC? Uh, that's why it's like I've never owned an Xbox in my life. I have Game Pass, though, because I have a computer. So I'm able to play these Xbox games now, whereas before I never even had the opportunity. I, I just don't see myself getting uh, an Xbox. So 
Game Pass is perfect to be able to do this. And they're saying too, basically, if you switch, say I have I have Ultimate Game Pass right now, um, thirty days of of Game Pass Ultimate equals eighteen days of of family and friends. So there's going to be a little bit of a, a switch over there. And and you know when you when you do or if you make that switch then some of that stuff is going to roll over into it and then you'll get that those new charges. But I, I love to see this. I'm excited for this to, to come out again. I have family that I would love to be able to share. So they have the opportunity to play these games. It's like, I'm already paying for it anyway. So a little, a little extra. So, so more people can play. I'm all for it. I, I am definitely about that life. hundred percent. Yeah. The more, the more gamers we can bring in to the, the community, the better here. Uh, but Ryan, I'm going to shift gears from some good Xbox news to some very sad Xbox news, especially for this <laughs> Halo fan right here, because uh, ever since Halo Infinite was released, um, I think I think I mentioned it right off the get go that like I just have really fond memories of playing Halo one. Halo 2, uh, some of the later Halo games, and Couch Co-op. It's just always been one of my favorite ways to play that game. Uh, maybe and it's nostalgia talking these days, but I still love the idea of that. Unfortunately, that will not be a possibility with Halo Infinite because they announced that Couch Co-op will not be coming to Infinite anymore. And let me just start by saying I understand that this game is a massive project and they got to make some tough choices and what's better for this game overall and its long-term health. So I understand that. But as an old-school Halo fan, I'm just sad because, like I said, uh, I played the first two Halos with my brother in couch co-op. I played four and five, I think, with a friend of mine up in Oregon. Uh, so mm. this has honestly just historically been one of my favorite way to play a Halo game, and I'm just sad that I will not get that opportunity to play it that way. I was really looking forward to doing that with my girlfriend, playing Couch Co-op, but oh well. <laughs> but Ryan, are you are you as heartbroken by this as I am? Here's, dude, I've got I've got multiple issues with this. Number one, how do you not have a feature that has been a feature since the first game? How do you boondoggle that so badly that you have to get rid of it? It makes zero sense to me. That should be something that's already, I mean, that should have been day one. I, I would think, you would think. But th this game, and, and this is what's sad, is that th th it was a really weird time when this happened. We went into the pandemic, right? We got the new console drops, a new generation of consoles, and the game was already having issues. And, and I'm guessing that a lot of this stuff is, is, is stemming too from the live service part of it, them trying to, to make it work for the old Xbox along with the new Xbox, which could be super intensive because you're starting from, you have to start with the, with the older version and then scale everything up to build for the new one. So that's going to put more time on it anyway. And it, it's, this is just sad. I feel so, and I played the first one. I haven't, I still haven't made it through the series, but this is their, this is Microsoft's flagship series. They could not, and this is where they were, were in a quite the predicament was they couldn't have the new console come out and not put out any game that first year. They had to essentially put this out. Was it a good decision? Clearly, I don't think it was. I don't think this game was ready. Clearly, it's not ready. There are all kinds of things. Forge was missing. I think that's now in beta. They've had to go back now and say that, you know what, couch co-op, we're just, we're, we're just not going to do it. We just don't have time to do it. 
Um, so I know I've, I've seen, I, I looked a little bit on the internet too, uh, on Twitters and stuff like that. People are, are, they're basically, I, I've seen calls for three, four, three and, and, oh, they, they don't know what they're doing with the, with the franchise and blah, blah, blah. Again, there's a lot of stuff that happens in the background that us as consumers have no idea mm-hmm. what is going on. So it's hard to, you know, it's hard to be like, oh, I'm sure they didn't want to do that, but. Moving forward, I'm I'm guessing that would that had to have been the best option that they had, but this is really d- disappointing. Um, and this game just seems to keep getting more and more bad news. It was nice that they actually, you know, laid out a roadmap. They've talked about bringing new maps in and things like that, but couch co-op was a, was a core element of the original game. How do you not have it in this iteration of the game? Absolutely mind blowing absolutely mind-blowing to me it's it's tragic it is tragic yeah i you know it's it's it, it's now dawned on because i i honestly have not even i haven't even played the campaign because my, my theory was i was going to play it with my girlfriend which we still can together but we'll just take turns i guess or or one of us can watch <laughs> the other <laughs> just just uh yeah not my ideal way to play like i i was i i feel I don't know. There, there's now I'm just like, man, I should have just jumped into the campaign from day one. Like it didn't matter. <laughs> like, right. like, I have uh, delayed that for so long, but um, it's, this is a game that, that feels like it should have had more staying power than it has. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it feels like it, it obviously made big ways upon release and deservedly so, but I just don't think it's been consistently, in part of that like conversation uh, of like a top notch game that people keep coming back to like past halo games have been, uh, which is probably twofold that speaks to the quality of some of the, the competition out there. Uh, but also just, just a little sad that uh, there were some stumbles and, and I think that's kind of affected gamers long-term view uh, at least of infinite, which is uh, which is a shame from, from because of the franchises from. Yeah. I feel like there's this, it seems like when when these companies jump into uh, live service, they struggle. There's always struggles with live service games. And to have to put that much attention onto that sector of the game, I feel it took away from other sectors of the game, like your single player. Uh, there was issues even even within the the multiplayer. There's weird issues where like you couldn't like camos were uh, locked into specific armor pieces as opposed to, hey, I, I have this. I can put it on any piece. The customization was really weird. It just, yeah, it, I, I hate to, I mean, this, this is a big stumble, I feel, for them. And this is really soured. Uh, again, this is a flagship, this is their flagship game. So to, you know, to have these kinds of issues on it, I feel anyway, trust wise within the community, it it definitely is going to, it's a big negative uh, and a big red mark. I feel on their end, whether this game moves forward and they're able to get things together that, you know, time only time will tell. But like you're saying, there's so many good games out there now I mean, I, I don't know that people are going to wait around and I haven't touched this game in a while. So I, you know, it's like, I get it. It's like, why, why, why when it's, when there's so many other good games that are functioning and functioning and, and working properly, it doesn't make sense. So, um, sad to see this happen, uh, for sure. 
Uh, but we'll we'll see. We'll see if they can they can pull it around and, and and turn it around and and do something. Eventually, I'll beat the other ones and and play this campaign as well. So. Dude, you still need <laughs> you still need to get through those games. <laughs> I do. I'm I'm still on Halo too. <laughs> oh man, oh man, Jenny, are you a Halo fan? My only Halo experience was playing. I did think I was playing couch co-op with a friend and I threw a grenade and it exploded myself. So <laughs> I'm not good at first person shooters. In fact, I think I, I actually suck. So <laughs> I, I'm bummed to hear about this news, but also I don't think I would beat campaign either way. <laughs> I, uh, I will say part of the charm about couch co-op is either intentionally or accidentally killing your partner <laughs> with, with, especially with, with the uh, plasma grenades. Like I have so many times accidentally stuck my, my, the person I was playing the game with and just felt really Whoops. bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's fun. It's all fun. Yeah, no, definitely, though, sad news. Uh, but we're going to take one more turn to some more positive news. We're going to end on a positive yeah. note with the news stuff. And that is we got news uh, just this morning on, on the day of a recording on uh, Tuesday that the Cyberpunk expansion uh, called Phantom Liberty is coming out uh, very very soon i think did they announce the date now it's a 20 it said 2023 okay uh, it's when uh this will come out yeah but okay. there is an update that dropped today as of this recording okay that was it there's mm-hmm. an update today there's mm-hmm. there's dlc coming uh this this game has just been fascinating since it's been released uh however uh you know the the concept of this game has always still been been really awesome uh, for people who have stuck with this game, it, it is in a much better state, obviously, than uh, its launch. Uh, so it's nice to see them uh, stick to this this franchise, get some DLC ready, uh, some major DLC ready. Keanu Reeves is back. So, Keanu, if you're out there listening, uh, doors open. <laughs> doors open to come on the show from maybe your biggest fan. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, just uh, it's nice to see this, this franchise kind of fight through a lot of struggles and if this dlc hits um you know maybe they've they've turned a corner and this franchise can be uh pivoting to to what they imagined it could be good morning night city that's right baby i and like i said i played it this weekend um yeah this is i i always has been have been a fan uh of this game i know that there was a lot of struggles when it first came out again this is another game that really suffered from having both a previous gen and a new gen um uh, drop when when it came out they this was super hyped up and there were major major issues on pc i didn't have that many issues i absolutely love this game i think it's a great like adult game and mm-hmm. and just being able to do it the the atmosphere they've made a lot of tweaks they've been going in for a while now to tweaking things making things better the driving uh the the shooting some of the other things so but the story of it is absolutely fantastic. Like you said, Keanu's coming back. I'm really pumped for this uh, game. I'm, I'm really excited that they're continuing and moving forward um, with with developing and, and doing this. Because we've kind of been waiting for a major DLC drop for this game. So I think this is a perfect opportunity to be able to bring people back into that world. Really show off what they've done. 
I guess my question is, number one, is it going to be a paid DLC or is it going to be a free DLC? I think that is going to, I think that will that will be huge. If it's a free DLC, that'd be amazing. Um, I doubt that it's going to be a free DLC, but uh, we will see. And then, like we said, we had that new update that drops today as of this recording, and I believe that's tied in with uh, Edge Runner, which is the Netflix uh, show that they are developing for cyberpunk as well. So it's kind of like, I, I think it's supposed to be kind of like a murder mystery, uh, type of deal for this update. So I'm excited to jump in and, and take a look at that. So it's good to see that they're, they are moving forward. They are pumping content out. And they said that that next DLC is only going to be for PC and this, and these next gen consoles. So they're not even messing around with the older generation. And we've been waiting for that because I've, you know, that just these companies having to do both, I feel has been a struggle development wise for a, a ton of games. We've had mm-hmm. games say that it's going to be there. And then they've later on had to announce like, you know what, we're not going to do this. We're just going to, I think it was a uh, Gotham Knights uh, was one of them that, that did that, that ended up saying, we're not going to do it on the old gen console. We're just going to focus on this next generation, which is a smart and, and, and practical move on their end work-wise time-wise all that stuff so i'm really pumped about this i'm pumped about the show i'm pumped about this dlc i'm pumped about this update that i'm gonna jump in and check out because there's so much to do in night city it is a huge area and a huge playground now i'd love to see them talk about maybe some multiplayer action at some point come on now baby <laughs> That would be amazing. Jenny, did you get a chance? Have you ever played uh, uh, Cyberpunk? I've not, but I have watched the the Netflix trailer for the show. So I feel like Mm I will be one of those people who gets into the lore and maybe checks out the game from that. Because that's what Arcane did for me. And I was a Wild Rift player, but now I'm convinced to try out League, maybe. Ooh, I am. Th- that is crazy that you said that because I-, I was the same way with I-, I watched Arcane. I was like, oh, my goodness. I was like, this is so good. Like, maybe I'll maybe I'll play the game a little bit. I've played a little bit of League. I'm terrible. Uh, <laughs> but but that lore and, and getting that, you know, I, I really feel like it opens up um, just the audience and and really is an opportunity to bring people then from there into oh maybe I go check out the game with these characters that I know and love from the show or whatever uh yeah that that's a that's a really good point yeah it's definitely an interesting play and more and more game studios seem to be doing that because mm-hmm. I think it's working <laughs> they just expand their franchises and I mean one day maybe our game will get a anime series I would love that. That would be amazing. I that would be that would be a lot of fun. Okay, it now now I gotta know. Do you have like an like just an off the wall idea? Like like lay out your anime for us here. What what would it, what would the setting be? Yeah, it would be a post apocalyptic <laughs> uh, anime with like battle royale survival. Same same IP, but maybe with a a little murder mystery twist. We'll see. I, I really like Ooh. those shows, even though it might not be super related to our the way our game is set up now. But it is a dream of mine to have like a kind of psychological thriller type anime and then maybe throw in the, the characters from the game with a, a little deeper, darker twist. I love it. 
So like like five years down the road when the uh, the Netflix original series is coming out, it was here. It was here that the idea was seeded. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Yeah, that is that is exciting. And I'm sure as we get a little closer to uh, and when they announce a date, we'll make sure to keep you guys updated on when this DLC comes out, uh, pricing-wise, all that good stuff. But I will absolutely be on that. So let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back on the back end. Speaking with Jenny, Run Legends, everything they've got going on. We'll be right back, y'all. If you love listening to us here on Land Parties, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. On, and on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about your favorite team or game, then make your voice heard and hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to those short messages. And now comes the fun part of the episode. And Jenny, I'd, I'd love to, to start with what was the inspiration for Run Legends and finding a way to kind of mix uh, fitness and, and gaming there to encourage people to, to be healthier? Yeah, so I've actually loved both making games as well as running since I was 12 years old. So honestly, the idea for Run Legends has been stewing in the back of my mind since I really started making games. I used to, I started out making a lot of like horror games, actually like horror comedy, kind of to the similarity of like a Five Nights at Freddy's or mm -hmm. Doki Doki Literature Club. Like that was my aesthetic. And then I also was like doing this running thing, like ran from middle school, high school, college and did nationals, like was running, I think like 60 plus miles a week. So oh this sport that I love so much was just something that I did while making all these games. And I think I just saw too many of my friends being like, yeah, Jenny, like, why do you run so much? I hate running. <laughs> like, it sucks. <laughs> and it's definitely a, seems to be a popular opinion among a lot of people that it's painful. So I think I was just like, hey, like, why don't I merge the two things I love the most in life. Like what if I turned running kind of action gameplay, like basically the stuff that people like about gaming, like it's exciting, there's a purpose, there's goals, and there's a sense of progression that you get you do, that you don't always get in real life. So taking that and then applying it to something people don't like as much, which is running, could actually change people's lives. So part of me is just like, I just want to see people uh, really change their opinion and maybe go run with me more. 
after playing this game. <laughs> I love that. I love the concept of, of that physical activity and the game. Can you explain to us, you know, a, a little more in depth than what exactly, you know, you, you have the game, because uh, this is also like a versus uh, battle as well when you're when you're doing it. Can you explain to us exactly uh, what you do? Yes, so Run Legends is a fitness battle game. So it is currently a PvE experience where you are cooperatively defeating enemies together. So you would take your phone outside, it's on iOS and Android, and basically by changing your speeds, you're activating certain skills. So maybe a skill is activated when you go uh, you go a little faster of a walk and you're shooting fireballs like every 20 seconds you're dealing 10 damage. And then if you go a little slower, you're healing your team 10 damage every 20 seconds. So really it's changing the way that people think about speed, their physical activity, and then mapping it into real life abilities, skills, strategy. So you've got the real-time strategy, you've got the battle component, you've got the cooperative real-time element as well to really make the whole physical experience feel like the the secondary part. And the primary part is that you're going out, battling with friends, having a good time. You know, that that kind of uh, fitness genre here, uh, I think, you know, it, it made me think back to like when Pokemon Go was what at, was at its height, right? And and people were out there walking and, and, and whatnot. And, and uh, as you said, kind of changing the mindset, right? They, there's a purpose beyond just the fitness part to them getting outdoors there. So I, I, I tend to think that like, running just seems intimidating to people just to start right like i feel like if they could get over that hump of the that first when we're so out of shape and you're just trying to to get used to the routine <laughs> and your body's getting used to uh training that way that like that's like seems to me like that's like the the biggest hurdle there how do you hope that this game will help people kind of overcome that challenge of of even just getting going because i know that is it's a huge obstacle for people. Yes, yes. I think getting started, activation energy, people who are just first kind of committing to the idea of working out is that's when we want to get people. Like we're telling them, hey, you don't even have to think about exercise. Like we just have a fun game for you to play. And that casual walker runner is the exact person that we're targeting. Like the game isn't, it's called Run Legends, but it is a game that you can play while walking or running. Mm -hmm. And eventually the idea is that by playing the game enough, you might get faster or feel more fit over time. So part of that obstacle, like getting out there is the allure of a game, gamification. But then also it's the fact that it's social and the fact that like when you're taking down these enemies, it's so much easier when you're playing with your friends, you can play remotely. So with somebody in a different state or in the same area. So we've had players playing the same on the same track. They've gone on walks in the park together. And it's really, really cool to see just how uh, somebody who maybe never liked to exercise or go outside, like use this game and started running or started actually loving the feeling of moving outside. So that's part of it is the social aspect, the uh, healthy peer pressure of like, hey, I want to play this fun game. I need to do it with like, why don't you join me? Yeah, gotta love that healthy peer pressure. Because <laughs> yes. that is exactly right. But this is this is exactly the kind of game that would get me out. Because like you were saying, uh, Lucas, like Pokemon Go, you know, I remember being outside all the time going and doing things. And like, I personally don't necessarily like to just sit 
and and work out. I would rather do an activity or do something as my workout. So this is the perfect, you know, you, you get a little bit of a, a competition. Uh, you're doing things. It's within a gaming setting, but then you're out in the real world and, and doing stuff, which I absolutely love. Now, I, I wanted to talk briefly, too, because you guys won the grand prize for the Niantic Beyond Reality Contest in 2019, uh, $300,000 and a mentorship uh, from their development team. Tell me how how instrumental having that mentorship and and working on that game or working on the game has uh, has it been and and how did that change how you guys were working beforehand as you presented the game in the competition to where you're at now? Yeah, yeah, no, crazy helpful. <laughs> I think you just don't. I think I just didn't understand the amount of thought that goes behind a location-based game or just the amount of complexity that it can have. So <laughs> working with Niantic, obviously they made one of the biggest games in the world probably ever with Pokemon Go. And our game that we made during the contest, Rent My Heart, was like a very simple idea that uh, we tested. And it was really the first time that I had ever combined fitness and gaming. So kind of went into it blind. Uh, learned a lot in the process. Obviously, Niantic taught us a lot on safety, accessibility, how to really simplify your game design so you can actually explain it to people. Part of the pitching, the contest helped a lot with that. And now the game has gotten a lot simpler from where it was even when we first pitched it. Uh, we realized that kind of the the easier the game was, the better in a way, especially because mm -hmm. it's an exercise game. Like I used to always balance games for myself. And with this game, that's the most dangerous thing that can happen to players. <laughs> like if I'm the one trying to make the game fun for me. So I learned a ton about just trying to make sure games are accessible, fun, playable, and have have the right features in it to make it a, a proper exercise game. Because there's a lot that you can miss, like things like having unit measurements, like people run in kilometers per hour. I use mm. minutes per mile. There's like all kinds of things I didn't know when I first got in that makes it hard to create fitness games in general, which is why I think there aren't that many. Yeah. And, and this was a family endeavor as well, correct? Yes. Yes. So the, the team for our contest was me, my dad, and my brother. My dad and I shared the programming and my brother did the voice acting. Like he had two sets of five pound weights in his hands and he was like, shaking them back and forth because that was the best way to simulate the sound of somebody working hard as if they're running next to you. So yeah, that was, that was a fun little thing we did at the start and he's not a professional voice actor. So I think he did a great job. Maybe he was a career in that. Uh, but I, I love my family. And I think part of this game was manifesting the love for running an exercise that we have as a family. You know, when you were working with, with family there, I know that that's not always, uh, the easiest thing. So what made it so easy for, for the three of you to kind of come together and, and work so well together? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I had actually worked with the three of us have worked together on games for the last probably 12 years, even though mm. this was the first official time where I mean, one, they were given credit and I think two, they had written directly like code on the project as well. Mm -hmm. Like all my previous games, like I've made, think about a hundred different like gaming experiences just across flash 
<laughs> I was like a big Flash developer. So I made a ton of just like very small Flash experiences and they were always the first people to test it, give me design feedback, find the bugs. So this contest is really the kind of culmination of the 10 plus years we had at that point of designing games together, working on them together. And I think also it helps that I think my dad wasn't a gamer when he grew up, but he always had a really good design sense. Like, I don't even know how it works, but he will <laughs> be able to spot flaws in my designs. And when we agree on something, it really means that it'll span the generational gap. So we'll appeal to Gen Z, we'll appeal to millennials, we'll appeal to the boomers. So I think that helps actually a lot. And we've kind of refined that communication process over uh, whatever 25 years I've been alive. That is, it's, in, I mean, your resume is is quite impressive. Just the amount of games that you've produced. Uh, one of Forbes, 30 under 30s, uh, MIT, like, how? <laughs> how, like, how did you, I mean, what made you push into this direction? Like, did you, was this something that you had dreamed of doing? Or was it something that as you were getting older and, and, and you know, kind of, dipping your toes into different areas, you're like, ah, oh, I really like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I had always known that I loved making games. So I started out as like a, a avid player of Neopets. I had uh, uh -huh. probably 30 accounts doing internal trading with each other secretly. So <laughs> I really, really loved like playing games and the social aspect. And I think for me, like getting into art was that gateway like the gateway into getting into games since I was like a huge fan of Pokemon Neopets. So I was making art for the Neopian Times, which is the Neopets like user generated content news oh. newspaper that was like publishing people's comics. So I put comics onto Neopets.com and then eventually all my favorite Neopets comic artists were on DeviantArt.com. So then I also moved on to DeviantArt.com. I think a year before I was legally allowed to. You had to be 13, <laughs> but I was 12. So I was already breaking rules. <laughs> and I think just growing on DeviantArt back when it was like in its highest of highs, like a lot of people discovering art in that platform. Like I just got really lucky with a lot of my fan art, like going, getting really popular. My I kind of moved into animation once I stopped using MS Paint. I was like, I need something better. So I got Adobe mm. Flash, really great animation tool. And I think I'm just really weird. So I made like a lot of weird fan games for like really niche fandoms that went really viral. Got a lot of YouTube coverage, like streamers were like, who is this weird person making <laughs> weird games? Uh, so yeah, and it's, honestly, that was how I think the whole like Forbes 30 under 30 happened. I was making dating sims and some of the dating sims went viral. And yeah, I think my Forbes profile has like the name of a dating sim in it. So I, I didn't think I was, it was like something that I was good at until Think the Forbes thing happened because I had not really told anyone that I was a game developer for probably most of my life. I was just like an internet pseudonym, like my real mm. life, like just running. And then my fake mm. internet life or my secret internet life was like person who made all these games, made really weird games. So yeah, only when that happened did I like feel like I had some confidence to be like, oh, this is a real career. Like people could do this for a living. Uh, and at this point, I've done it for so long that maybe maybe it's worth a shot. Um, but the gaming industry is kind of 
notoriously difficult. And I think the mentors I had in high school and college told me not to do it. So they're like, it's hard. Like, don't do it. Like I'm jaded. Like this is hard. (laughs) I was like, Oh, I'm like this young, like bright eyed person. Like they, they're lying. I can do it. Uh, So that's, that's how I kind of decided that I wanted to, to at least give it a try. Was there a reason why uh, early on you didn't want to tell people uh, that that you were a game developer and that's that's what you were kind of passionate about? Yeah, I just didn't think people did it as a career okay. <laughs> or mm. cared about it too much. I think I was just a consumer of games and I thought my games were also really bad when I made them. So <laughs> I was a little shy to share them and because they were like horror, dating sim, comedy, they weren't necessarily like the type of game that I felt like people respected mm. as much. So I was like, this is just fun for me. Like I love drawing bloody anime girls. Like this is so fun. So it was just a, I think at the time it was like just something I loved and I didn't think it could make a lot of money. Didn't think it'd be a career. Uh, and kind of close to the end of high school is when the games I started making really did make money and mm-hmm. ended up covering like my entire MIT tuition. So I was like, oh, wow. games can make money. <laughs> wow. So that was, I, I just really grew into the industry, I'd say. And I think I was lucky that I didn't necessarily get scared out of it. Uh, and some of the hardest parts of being in the industry have only come in the last, I think, few years, actually, since starting Talofa. But before then, it was like a kind of smooth journey or just a continuous journey of growth, which I was very lucky to be on. So uh, if not for that kind of lucky lucky breaks, uh, viral games, uh, help of mentors early on in my career like I don't I don't think I would have necessarily known that it was a path I could take interesting I, I know that that you mentioned the Forbes uh article there that that kind of spurred you in, into being more confident to telling people um if if you had not been part of that like do you think do you think you you might be on a different career path altogether or was this kind of inevitable it might just have taken longer or a different uh, path toward this point? Yeah, so I, it was actually very likely that I would have gone into the tech industry as like a software engineer. So okay. I think had not that happened, I was already studying computer science at MIT. Uh, most of my classmates were planning to work at big tech companies or tech startups. So, and coming from the Bay Area, that's where I was from. Most people go to startups working in some sort of software software space. So that was a very likely career. I actually, right after I graduated, I did a tech startup that wasn't in gaming. And I was like, oh, it's because gaming's too hard. So there's actually a point at which I was like, I think gaming will be a side thing that I do forever. Like I will be the indie game dev who works at their full-time job and then like does this thing on the side Mm -hmm. in my free hours. So that was like a, my parents were like, that will be the best way for you to like have a sustainable life. And I was like, okay, I resigned to this fate. And when that tech startup actually didn't go well, and I ended up leaving, I had this period of time where I was actually not sure what I wanted to do, what to do with my life. Like Mm -hmm. I had Mm -hmm. missed the recruiting window for most companies. All my classmates had jobs. I was like, I quit my jobs. I had no job. And then this, uh, I was just really depressed and sad. And then GDC was that next week. So I was like, let me like, I'm just laying on my bed. I was like, I don't want to do anything. And then I was like, okay, let me go to GDC. It's like GDC 2019. Mm. And 
there I had met somebody who was like, hey, like, you don't know what to do. Niantic's hosting this contest. Like, why don't you apply? And I was like, oh, like, and I told this person, um, her name was Ninian. She was at Niantic at the time. And I was telling her, like, I was like, I want to combine my love for games, my love for dating sims into a game. And she was like, oh, Niantic's hosting this contest. I was like, okay, let me apply. So literally, like, when I was at my lowest, I was like, this opportunity to do the thing that I always thought I couldn't do or the thing that I wanted to do, but I was a little afraid to do, uh, kind of fell into my lap. So it was a very lucky journey. And it almost feels like if you took out that startup part of it, Mm -hmm. it was a very smooth upward kind of, it was always meant to be. But there was that little blip, which I sometimes forget about, that might have been the difference between me going into this or not. Wow. That is, yeah, that is, that is crazy. That is, uh, I love it though. I love stories like that too. And, and just one opportunity then completely changes your life, you know, and, and obviously it was something that, that you were already doing, but just being able to then move forward and see and get that, that validation that, wait a second, this is an industry that I can, not only that, but I, I've, I've actually put out some solid stuff. So I, Super, super awesome. Uh, again, Jenny, tell us where can people go? We know that uh, it is it is uh, 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 Run Legends is, is on um, open beta right now for iOS and Android. Uh, lay it on us. Yes. Yeah, so you can sign up for the open beta on our website. So www.telephagames.com. Yes, perfect. And there is a link to just sign up for the open beta. Uh, kind of right there. So you click on that. It's a very short form. You just fill out your email, a name, platform, and then we'll get people set up onto uh, whichever platform they're on. So we are testing on TestFlight as well as Google Play, kind of their early access platform. So it's Mm -hmm. not going to be super searchable in the app stores just right now, but it is free, uh, especially since it's in beta. (laughs) So we love feedback. We just want to see people tell us how their exercise experiences are, kind of grow with us since we are early on. This is our first, the first game that we've published as a studio, the first game I've worked on with a team really after the, the contest. So I think there's a lot of excitement I have, but also I know that there's a lot that we don't yet know about the game. So the more people leave us feedback, obviously the better. Awesome. Yeah, I know. I signed up for that beta. So I was like, let me get on that real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Jenny, absolutely. Thank you again so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Absolutely. All right, Lucas, uh, what do you got going on this weekend, my friend? Okay. I mean, this whole conversation is is really inspiring. Uh, My caveat is, though, I can't run on a treadmill because I'm just like terrible at keeping a steady pace. So mm. if if the weather gets below 100, because I just don't think I can go outside and run in 100 plus degree weather. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I, I melt. <laughs> but I as, we're supposed to be in the 90s this weekend. So, Ryan, uh, I think we should give this a spin this weekend and, and get out there and, and uh Hopefully not die. <laughs> yeah, try to try to get active. I usually yeah, because I'm I usually will go in the evenings 
If I if okay. I am gonna go out, I'll go in. Yeah, I'll wait for the, the sun to, to get down a little bit and just kind of go around the neighborhood and stuff like that. But this would be, I mean, for me, this is this would be huge just to give me motivation to want to get out and do do stuff while playing a game. Uh, is is huge for me, especially uh, with working out. So this is something that's right up my alley. I told my girlfriend too, and she totally is on board with it. I was like, you gotta sign up for that beta then, uh, and we'll go do it together. So thank you again, Jenny, and and the whole team that's working on this i think this is a fabulous idea i love anytime you can you can uh combine games and some sort of physical activity as well i think is huge and and it's going to be important moving forward in the future uh for gaming as well there's a lot of positives uh for for uh games like this so um it should be good otherwise though we hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. We hope it's cool where you guys are. Don't forget, hit us up on the tweeters at Land Parties Pod, at Lucas Egan or at Smitty2447. Thank you so much for joining us. And you know what it is. We love your faces.